Best song of the week in my book. Literally woke up multiple times to that one in my head. <laughs> so good. Thank you, Chris. Music is weird, so we turned it into a game. We throw 10 songs into a playlist. We listen with only one rule, no song talk. And then the panel convenes, the gilded panel, to cast secret ballots on each song. And then we gather to lift the song talk moratorium and learn how our votes went and debate each song on the playlist. That's what this podcast is. Once we've had our say, voting opens up to the rest of our friends and family. And the combination of our voting and the community vote determines which songs are worthy to enter Musical Valhalla, the Gilded Playlist. Mm. So, the week of silent marination is over. We are in the middle of this great game. The call has gone out. The panel has answered. And here we are. Let me introduce today's participants. First up... His place of honor always reserved. He's the commissioner of this great game. He tallies the votes. He stirs the pot. It's GD Dave. What's up, buddy? What's going on, loves? Yeah, doing great, man. How's life? It's going all right. Uh, looking forward to the adjudication corner. Got some interesting stuff to go over today. Ah, oh, completely forgot about adjudication. Mm. Dang it! <laughs> you were having a good day up until then. Now you've remembered. You got you to head down to the gulag here in a few seconds. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> hey, next up. He's constantly on the hunt for the next great chorus. He will checkmate you with his knowledge of guitar pickups and then lord over you while you scramble to explain why you don't like something. It's Arcade Dave. What's up, Dave? <laughs> What's going on, man? Woo-hoo! How you doing? Uh, no complaints. Yeah. Just curious to see what technical details you can pick out this week to make me feel like an idiot. You got a good list going? Uh, yeah, no. I, well, my, my mind's somewhere else. My good. marriage with Rachel's, it's on the rocks. And okay. Some things from my past have, have come up uh, this week that are really coming back to haunt me. And so, uh, yeah. Pl- playlist related, or is this just like we're at marriage <laughs> therapy no, corner? Where I could go on. Do you guys have like 20 minutes? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Next up. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's the hard-rocking bass player of your fever dreams. He has no patience for your hip-hop or your lo-fi folk. It's Trav Dog. What's up, Travis? <laughs> What's up, loves? It's an honor and a pleasure here, to be, be amongst the Gilded Brethren. Well, let's get you uh, indoctrinated or baptized into the TGP. Here's your limit. It goes like this. No super fan, just a music consumer. Quit our group me to save his good humor. <laughs> Bringing TGP meat, Trav Dog takes the fourth seat to defend Chicago, a band for the boomers. Woo-hoo! Oh, man, there I'll echo go. the woo on that. 
Bravo, That's loves. A good one, man. There you go. There you go. Okay, boom. Trav, how you doing, buddy? Doing good. Uh, loves just to uh, say your limericks and intros are are all usually the best part of this of this pod. They're you hear fantastic. that some Bravo. listener, whatever you hear that. <laughs> you Listen hear up, that? listeners number five through eight. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Trust me, they they are widely reve- uh, revealed. No, revered. revered. No, revered. No, also reviled. That's the mm. word I was looking for. <laughs> so yeah. many reviled. words that start with riv. Who yeah. Knew? Who knew? Who knew? Hey, next up. He's the engineer with all the sound drops. He's the appreciator of my stats, graphs, and babes. Screw the rest of you. Nobody commented on him in the Discord. He is producer Luke. What's up, man? How do you do, fellow kids? Yeah, I was... Uh... Enjoying the SGBs, enjoying the fact that uh, I am pulling up dead last in every statistical category. So the question is, am I going to start throwing Hail Marys or am I actually going to try to put together like a, you know, a fourth quarter comeback play here? We'll, we'll see with the uh, the submits to come. I'm excited. Just a, a, I should have actually involved the commissioner in the creation of the stats, graphs and babes chart from the beginning. He took one look and was like, your data is wrong. <laughs> oh, no. So I don't think you're as far back as you think you are. I mm. just got to I just got to go back in there and fix up some uh, formulas. So. I need to change all my submits in that case. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> all right. Finally, who's up next? Hmm. Let it play. I'm the ideas man, the overthinker, the overtinker, and the strut MC. It's Loves. What's up, guys? What's up, Loves? Oh, hi. How was your musical up? week? Just hanging. Yeah, let's talk about musical week. What'd you guys think? I, I, uh, I thought it was. It, I thought it was decent. Took some marination from me. Took a little practice. Had to get familiar with some things. I'm wondering, was it just insta love, insta hate, or was it marinate central? What'd you guys think? Mm-hmm. Uh. I, I think loves it feels to me like you've been doing a lot of like hey we need some some exploration we need to push it to the limit right and I feel like with that in mind we were in a certain pocket last week and I'm hoping that this week's playlist maybe satisfied your inner musical Ponce de Leon or Marco Polo or Leif Erikson these are all explorers people we um, found the fountain of youth yeah yeah that was a great song if the last week was like a fairly cohesive indie rock album i feel like this week was a compilation where like only one random song per decade or per wildly different genre was allowed did anybody else get that feeling uh so re- say that again it was <laughs> i just felt that the, this week's playlist was like a real grab bag from like every yeah, different yeah. angle, every different corner of the musical world. Yeah, sorry, I'm like uh, watching my shows right now and trying to listen. <laughs> and so. trying to fix your marriage. Yeah, uh, you got a lot going on. You arcade. got a lot on your plate, Arcade. <laughs> from an outsider's view, this was to me one of the better weeks I've listened to on the list. So Ooh, that's because that's your songs my are on here, outside. Travis. I mean, right? Maybe I don't know. Maybe it was because my songs are there, but yeah. Uh, I, I liked this week's list quite a bit. Awesome. Nice. The old two what out you, of ten corollary. Two it was the, all the over songs the are map, yours. though. Yeah. It was all I over mean, the we map. were we were bouncing from here to there and everywhere. But there was some linkage. Like, for example, th- there was a lot of guitar solo outros or interludes. I mean, that's yeah. probably every week. But the, these ones in particular, every single song had like, hey, we're going to try and melt your face. Whether they succeeded in every episode. Every song, mm-hmm. uh, that's a big question mark. So do you, do you guys do this? Like, 
I, I'm sure you do. You, you try to guess who is submitting a song. Never done that in my life, ever. Yeah. <laughs> Never once. Have you guys done this before? Have you ever mm. been hungry? No. Um, <laughs> I, with with this week's playlist, especially, I was like, is everybody trying to freaking get my vote? There's fuzz guitar, fuzz bass, and guitar solos all mm. the hell everywhere, all over this thing. Totally. Maybe. Yeah, we're we're I'm playing the game, man. Out. We're taking our audience into account, and we are shooting for the for the you know rooftops or the head if you're a first person shooter fan. You know all the different uh, we are. Yeah. all the different analogies that I'm failing on there. Well, let me. Uh, so so we introduced Travis. We did the limerick, but Trav Dog, help our listeners get to know where you're coming from. Um, tell us a little bit about kind of your musical fingerprint if you would maybe tell us let's it's get a couple a, of yeah go for it yeah super weird background so started my, my dad played drums in in the band in a band in upstate new york in the 60s wow his band was uh very uh zeppelin heavy and uh very funk heavy so it was uh you know going two different sides but he loved Loved funk beats, loved, you know, horns and music, loved, um, you know, the Zeppelin time frame. And I kind of asked him, I kind of went to him and, and said, you know, what's your what's your what's your thing? And he said, I, I love a good, solid beat. And that's kind of what drove me, uh, my brother into drums and me into bass. Love kind of that just a hard, very strong bottom bass beat. And that drove a lot of it to, to go to the complete opposite side. My sisters were huge into musical theater. I've got this weird thing where I'll listen to the whole album of Les Mis multiple times without even thinking about it <laughs> and and then turn it over and listen to Sly and the Family Stones and go funk out of Detroit. So wow. it, it's a real weird one, but uh, I've tended over the years to kind of be a little more rock heavy. And then you said in your limerick, anti-hip-hop R&B, growing up in Philadelphia for five years, I got a heavy dose of you know hip-hop R&B, rap, yeah. and... Uh, Old school kind of eighties, nineties hip hop R and B rap. Love okay. it. Okay. New right. new stuff. I can do without. Yeah. Okay. I'm with Love you it. on that, man. How did you vote on uh maybe to pick a middle of the ground? Well, maybe not so middle ground. How did you vote on that Mac Miller song from a couple episodes ago, Trav? I did not vote for it. No go. It had it had uh, the baits, it had the funk. So even that is too far afield for you. Yeah, the, the the indie stuff, you know, I can I'll pick out, I'll be picky and choosy. But right. I, I've got this weird palette where when I find a band I like, I will I will dive a hundred percent into that and love every song, find every single song I can, and find something I like about every single song about that. My problem is I don't get far outside that box. Right. So this has been kind of cool for me to find maybe a new artist here or there that uh, I can throw into the list and start uh, looking more into their playlist. That's that's what TGB has done, kind of helped me kind of look outside the box. That's so there are a few, a few bands that you didn't know about and now you are aware of them and you've dug more into their catalog. A absolutely. And this week is a perfect example we'll get into. Fantastic. Nice. Man. What that's can what you it's ask all for? about. Changing lives. <laughs> We're just changing lives. Exactly. One listener at a time. I love it. Mm -hmm. Excellent. All right. So, gosh, I, I don't think we can avoid the gulag any further. No. Uh, it's time for Adjudication Corner. Adjudication oh. Corner, what is it? Well, first of all, it helps to understand. It's born out of a very simple reality, which is that Berg is away, so mm -hmm. the mice will play, right? <laughs> 
Last week, we recorded a, a podcast where we talked about songs from Lord Huron all the way down to Dan Deacon. We debated, we voted. You, If you listen to that, you know how we voted. So we know, based on initial votes, how that went, where those songs are, are positioned. The voting booths have been open to the wider TGP community. And uh, it's basically Adjudication Corner is where we find out where these songs, where you combine the panel vote and the community vote, where these things are going to end up. Are they going to end up in the Gilded playlist, the fork, or the dustbin? Hmm. Mm. So, I'm going to turn it over now to the commish. My heart's racing. Yeah, We're going to find same. out. This is, oh, man, what's going to happen? Now, just one last final word. Last week, we introduced the concept of passion tokens, which could have some impact on where these songs, hopefully taking it just from being gulag corner to maybe the occasional song gets a lot of passion tokens and gets bumped up. Because again, a song gets a passion token, it gets a flat percentage bump to its uh, approval rating. If it mm. gets multiple passion tokens, that effect is uh, exponential. So, Commissioner, do we got any movers or can we just move straight into this week? What, what do we got? So we'll start off uh, just talking about the spin counts. Uh, listener average for the week was 5.8, up a bit from last week, though Ooh. definitely heavily influenced by one person. Respect. Um, didn't really have a, a third place just because so many people tied for second. So uh, I, I didn't uh, have a separate third. But at second place with four spins apiece, we had Mark, Kellen, and Ando. And way out in front, the... The heavy marinator of the week with 17 spins was listener Ben. Listener Ben. Wow. Beat out Brent. Wild. Shouts to listener Ben. What's up, man? Shout out, Ben. So I, I will have some notes and whatnot to read, but uh, before we get to those, I can just say your, your heart can calm, calm down and stop racing. There's no movers this week because we fell well short of the voting numbers. Uh, <laughs> Voter suppression works. Holy cow. <laughs> So we're, we're going to stick with three guilds and four forks for last week. Just yeah. a massive bounty I'll, after I'll the numbers a, we had in earlier weeks. I'll take a page out of Arcade's book and say, suck it, listeners. Yeah. We're holding <laughs> on to those guilds. We're holding on to those forks, whether you like it or not. Love Celebrate. It. Love it. Love it. All well, right. Yeah. So, yeah, with, with uh, the guilds and forks that we're holding on to there, just kind of updating on the awards. Um, Arcade is still out in front with the Gilded Scepter with three guilds. Uh, we have the Guest slash Berg Spot actually taking over the Fist of the Fork with three forks now. Ooh. And the Pauldrons of Passion, it's Lubs and the Guest Berg Spot tied with five apiece. Man, nice job. The Guest Spot. Travis, the pressure's on, man. There, you got yeah, some. Got to deliver. Yeah, you got a total line here. Yeah. So as for some notes that we did get from the listeners who did put votes in, we did have two passion tokens dropped that mm. end up just canceling each other out. So listener Ben came in and said, my negative passion token for the week goes to Dan Deacon. And I'll mm. have the, the reasoning behind that in a minute. And Mark said, Dan Deacon for being a more accessible animal collector. I mm. swore I had that thought independent of the pod discussion. I even looked him up to see if he was a member or former member of the Animal Collective. Mm -hmm. I did the same thing. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. But Worthy as for the 
the notes that they dropped in there, uh, aside from those, Mark also had to say Harlem River was just way too long. Like maybe <laughs> it would be a good backing track for my transcendental meditations. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Mm. And then listener Ben with the 17 spin said quite a bit to say on the playlist this week. So he starts off, I actually voted no on every single song. Wow. This list was terrible. Oh Holy cow. Second rate cuts from Morby and Future Islands to straight up nastiness by Dan Deacon. This list was lower than a snoozer. It was an upchucker. Can't wait wow. for next week's voting to get to something better. As wow. for Dan Deacon, this sounds like a mix between Simon and Garfunkel, Weird Al, and they might be giants, but not in a good way. If Brass House caused Luke anxiety, this should be like nails on the chalkboard being monotone, monotempo, monolithically delivered. It's what my brain hears when the dentist gives you the good stuff, but the pounding is the drill converted from physical pain into emotional emotion and sound without the raw nerve endings in your jaw, but almost as bad. New champion, a single worst injury ever. I hope this is a joke because it's a terrible pick. <laughs> wow. You That's voted yes on Brass House, but yeah. no on Dan Deacon. Okay. He voted no on this. Yeah. So it's a jam. It's a jam. Yeah. This is like this is like my, my grandpa at Thanksgiving would always like, you know, scramble to get the heart of the turkey so he could eat it. Be like, oh, it's the best part. Like grandpa, nobody freaking is ever gonna contest you, you can have it. <laughs> and quit telling us it's the best part. That's Ben and his musical taste. Yeah. Yeah. Ben voting no on literally everything. I, I think yeah. that maybe if somebody votes no on everything, their entire ballot should just be tossed out. You can't find one song to vote yes on. Give me a break. Yeah. I mean, the guy spun yeah. the list 17 times. Yeah. Like, it's not like he was just dismissing everything out of hand. You got to give him something for that. He was yeah, putting in the effort. Point. Yeah. I heard from listener Ando, this was the most yes votes he's done all season. So uh, what we thought was down the pipe had a lot of uh, a lot of strong opinions coming in one way or the other. So. How about that? What were you yeah. going to say, Arcade? The the jury's out on on heavy spins. We don't know if that's a good idea or not. It might make you like songs less. Yeah. Uh, well, we also I heard people know. saying that if you listen to a song enough, you can probably find something that you like, right? So I guess, yeah, yeah we don't know. You stay yeah. in the jacuzzi long enough, you're going to get prune <laughs> fingers. That's true. That's a true yeah. statement. Right. I marinated yeah. into yes votes this week. So I would, I would counter, Dave, and say that... Uh, Sometimes you just gotta, you really gotta dial in, listen until you find it. Hmm. When you find it, enjoy it. Yeah. All that's right. So that's adjudication corner. Um, just a reminder go get your friends and, and uh, loved ones to vote. Otherwise, uh, this panel will be deciding the fate for all of these songs. Mm-hmm. And that's just the way it's gonna be. Like, we take our responsibility seriously. You should take yours as well. So remember, get your votes in, vote.theguildedplaylist.com. Throw in your passion tokens, and uh, let's see what happens. I'm excited to see if we ever actually see those passion tokens have an impact. Yeah. Let's uh, let's move it along. Where do we go from here? Let's start talking about this week's songs. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's do it. So let's just kick it off with the first song here. We got Smooth Sailing by Queens of the Stone Age. So we'll continue the trend of pretty solid starts on the playlist. We got a fork right out of the gate. Dude, what the fork? Yes. Wow. Hot diggity. Fork time. Well, 
I'll I'll come out as the negative the negative Nancy on this one. I'll present myself. Um, Luke Na, uh, I, I opened this one with a a worthy you know an arcade question that I feel like I've enjoyed asking myself was you know does this song make the panel feel cool? And for me, it felt like I was digging the the groove and the vibe, but it it felt like it was trying to challenge me at times. And and I, I guess in that way, I felt the challenge. You know, like. I was listening to the song while I was working one day and people were coming at me with random last minute items out of left field. And this song was not helping me in my effort to be, you know, calm, cool, collected. You know, it was, uh, it was a song that you kind of had to zoom in on, right? You really had to be paying attention and listening to it, which can be good. But, um, yeah, the, the inflagrante elements were just a little too flagrante for my, I guess, melodic delicate sensibilities so i've got the some more to say like, what word did you just use in, in flagrante is one of the lyrics of the song uh oh. right here where is it right here uh oh no not that one this one in every way in flagrante yeah, yeah. arcade you're a, you're a yes what do you what did you like yeah. Um, oh man, sorry. I'm, I'm, uh, got to turn my shows off now. Um, smooth sailing. Gosh, the main riff is just freaking surreal. It's absurdly, it's absurd in its coolness, like 0% body fat on the sexy. Index. Yes. Yes. It is so good. And then, I mean, Josh Holmes, uh, le- uh, vocals. I love the way this dude sings because he sings to rock music, but he has like kind of a pretty voice. He doesn't ever uh, scream. He's just, uh, he might be the coolest guy ever born. I'm just admitting <laughs> that. Um, wait, wait, you he might doesn't right. scream? I, ha- I have to step in because I pulled it. Here you go. This is Josh Homme, if I'm, if I'm mis- not mistaken. Is it Homme or Homme? Oh, you picked the best part, Luke. Yeah. Oh. Well, I just, he said he never screams. And I'm like, what, what do you call that? Yeah. Well, he doesn't do like your typical Eddie Vedder, like, I'm going to get through the whole song bursting a blood vessel in my forehead. Right. Okay. I got you. All right. Um, So, and, you know, just hot overall take. I I love the message of this song as much as I love the music, just blowing up your past and whoever you don't want to deal with anymore to feel sane by being your insane self. It's got a real Kylo Ren vibe going. Kill the past. Yeah. Well, let's do let's do this point, Travis. I like what Dave just did there. Give us a high level take, and then we'll kind of dissect the song. What 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 was your high level take on this one? Uh, This is one of my favorite songs from one of my favorite bands ever. Um, I I have uh, this is a uh, a band that's near and dear to me. I've I've submitted in the past uh, some of his other works in other bands like uh, Them Crooked Vultures. To me, Josh Homme is brilliant and and luke you kind of hit it he does challenge you he yep. he does things in off beats and off measures and weird chords and tempos mm-hmm. he changes things up constantly to absolutely do that he's trying to challenge you in every way to keep listening mm-hmm. and for me it hits home it's uh, it's awesome the hard driving lines of bass the guitar is is spot on, and I think his lyrics are almost always hilarious. I think a lot of them are are he's trying to be funny in in his seriousness, 
but this is i think josh homie's a genius when it comes to some of his music um so many great riffs to pull out of this thing uh awesome change-ups to kind of just keep you keep you guessing what's coming next to me perfect song i absolutely love it so it's a love submit and mm. i did i did have luke pegged as the potential dissenting novel not yeah. luke this is not to question your your manhood but i know that you you uh engage in song talk at home with nat mm. i would bet that when the community votes if we were to look at it by gender Mm. that there would be a almost unanimous zero vote from the ladies <laughs> and it, the majority of yeses will come from the dudes. Maybe not always, but I could see this song being very disliked uh, by the ladies. Let's, let's talk about the music for a second. I I'm curious if you guys like, so we're calling out that guitar riff. It is to me, this is a return of kind of an MC strut style essential. It, mm -hmm. it, it's just like, can you just imagine kind of, walking with a little gate in your in your leg there it's just perfect and the yeah. lyrics are so funny and irreverent yeah. i think everybody anybody pick out any particular lyric that you guys liked F well bon voyage bon bon voyage gosh i love that <laughs> lyric yeah. mine is uh blowing my load over the yeah. status quo uh, I mean, that's yeah, gotta I've, be i've got you right here loves I'm guessing that's going to be a Ben no vote uh, right then and there. If you couldn't, if you couldn't get down with Caroline Rose, Maybe. you're not going to yeah, be able to get down point. with that. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I picked up on the fact sorry, that I, I dug it, that it's smooth sailing, you know, like he's like, there's a bunch of stuff coming at me and, and it doesn't matter. I'm, I'm just rising above it, you know? So yeah. And the, the groove of the, the, the main part of the song, you know, what we played in the intro does speak that to me musically. So I, I, I appreciated all that. It's just the scream, the kind of discordant solo or riff or whatever that comes in around 220, which is right here. I grew to like it more and more over the week, but it, it was still, you know, like I said, as I was trying to use this song to work through my day i was just like no he just keeps kind of poking at my brain you know and i'm like ah i can't i can't not focus on you which is maybe what he was what the whole point of the song is you know if i was just sitting alone in a dark you know room just listening to music this song has a ton going on and therefore is is worthy of your attention you know but yeah. but luke you're you're right there you're on the cusp of grasping the, the the greatness here is that He's probing at your brain the way that the the lyrical ma the, the the lyrical content is all about like stuff bouncing off of you, and he's throwing crazy stuff which is supposed to kind of represent that. And then the sickness of the underlying riff is the mm -hmm. smooth sailing, and it's like, right. look, all of this bounces off. Yeah. And there's a moment in the song when you come through that that uh, crescendo and all everything happening where the riff becomes supreme again, and it's like mm -hmm. this dude really is smooth sailing. <laughs> You guys know what I'm saying? It's like yeah. it's so prime. It's 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 the primacy of the riff. It, it, the whole thing kind of works together. I love that about it. It's it's embracing the freaking insanity. Like this reminds me of uh, Tom Hanks in the Burbs after he blows up the house and comes out of the front door. <laughs> <laughs> I understood that reference. Yeah, nice. It's that guy pulling up his collar, popping his collar, and then yeah. strutting down the street. Just like I know, I look like I just got blown up. I, <laughs> right. But I it's smooth sailing from here. It can't get any worse, and I don't care. 
No. I want to I want to give last it. word to Travdog cuz uh I I did not I I knew uh the first big single by um by Wings this and band Stein. and mm-hmm. then and then just kind of skipped everything else and then Travis was like no 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 you got to you got to go revisit and uh I don't know 6 or 7 years ago I did the deep dive and was just blown away. So Travdog any any last notes or thoughts on uh, on this song? Yeah, this this I mean the whole album, the whole Light Clockwork album is really awesome. I, I completely understand where you're coming from, Luke. This is not a an easy listening. Sit in the background and let it right. marinate. It's not. It's this is the little bit of MC strut. I'm in my car. I'm turning it up to mm-hmm. you know nine or ten, and letting the bass thump a little bit with you. Absolutely, that's what this this is. The whole band is meant to be as a little bit harder, a little bit tougher to listen to. But if you get if you catch it, I just think it's so pleasing to listen to. It's awesome. Love it. I can dig it. All right, we got ourselves a fork, and uh, we'll see how the um, the gender based voting goes next week. So, (laughs) ladies, please consider it. Oh no, lady, well, no. Yeah, it probably not. But the challenge, the gauntlet has been thrown. If you guys, the gauntlet's been thrown. I did. Yeah, we'll see. If anybody takes the challenge, let's uh, let's move on. Uh, song number two. What do we got, Kamish? Next up, we got the Dead Milkmen with Bitch and Camaro. Hey Jack, what's happening? I don't Gilded. know. Well, uh, rumor around town says you might be thinking about going down to the show. To the show. So this one is going to come in with. Just one vote. Ooh, just the one, huh? So it's going to be a... You get nothing! You lose! Good day, sir! Mm, well, <laughs> I think it was a worthy effort. Uh, I, I feel like there's a, a story here, you know, maybe a, a little passion pick, submit. I'm, I'm, I know nothing about this band. Uh, I looked it up because I've never heard of these guys, and obviously they're trying to make a little bit of a joke, a little bit of a not joke, you know, trying to throw in some punk there at the end there, this album, I was kind of amazed to see it came out in 1985 and that this yeah. song has two and a half million spins on, on Spotify. Uh, so I, who knows about this band? I'd, I'd love to be educated before, yeah. before we dive in. They're like the most famous punk rock ever besides sex pistols in my world. Luckily I knew about well, the sex pistols. Radio, so I'm one, I'm one for two. American punk kind of thing, you know right? You this song though, right? Luke, you've heard this song? I don't know that I have no. Like, oh, really? Yeah, this one has has dodged my my radar. Uh, okay, so or my speed was, gun. This was like uh, I didn't submit this, but this this song. Remember when um, NWA came out? Yeah. And your buddies would get or like uh, digital un- underground sex packets came out, and you're like secretly hide it in your room the same way you would hide drugs or <laughs> right. magazines. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember that first version of that song. I remember, like as a kid, just like there's a song called like "Look to Your Left, Look to Your Right." <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Because it's got it's got the B word right in the title. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I remember this song back when I was a wee lad. Huh. Yeah. Well, I would have been six. So yeah, is I that, guess that explains it. <laughs> so yeah. is your high level take like a nostalgia? Yeah, Dave, or what? Yeah, dumbest. My high level take: dumbest song of all time, making it one of the best. Interesting. Yeah. I, I wrote college radio does Abbott and Costello with no chance of getting into the guild. Love me two times, babe. Cause I got nah today. Yeah. I, I almost, yeah. 
I, I can't believe I said yes on this. I was submitting my votes to Dave and I'm staring at, at the box to check it or not to check it. And I just felt like it would be some sort of sin against the universe. Like huh. like 14 year old arcade would come somehow through a time machine. Yeah. And like yeah. beat the crap out of you. Yeah, yeah. I get like, it. Almost taking on the, the punk rock mentality of the song to blow up the Gilded playlist. Like I was possessed for a moment and just got, you know, was on board with these guys. The yeah. most nihilistic, like least giving a crap about anything dudes on the planet. And I kind of was like, yeah, let's, let's do it. Let's, <laughs> let's say yes. Sure. <laughs> Trav Dog, like, what was your high level? Yeah. It sounds like this is a listener submit, but before you hear about that, yeah. Trav, what do you think? Yeah. So I, I know of these guys only because they're, when they were big is when I was living in Philadelphia and they're right from that area. Right. Um, huh. So they're oh, part yeah. of a local group in Philly um, that started to make it big. It's not the song I would have picked from these guys. They had one called Punk Rock Girl. That was kind of a big one. Oh, that's really, a good that's song. kind of their only big commercial one that I can remember. Other than you, you know, as a kid, you've been able to say, you know, bitch and Camaro. That was kind of a big thing as well. Mm. Uh, to me, this, you know, as I hadn't thought of these guys in thirty years, um, you know, it was reminiscent of you know Mike Myers standing up and doing his slam poetry, and <laughs> right. so I married an axe murder. You know, that's <laughs> Harriet. Kind of, yeah, right. Harry, uh, a little it. less funny than Mike Myers, obviously. Um, mm -hmm. I obviously voted no for this, but the drum, the drum rift at the end was awesome. Like the way the drums come in really is cool. And when they that that punk side comes out, it's it tries to save it. It's just not enough to save it. You know, music in a spoken word is very hard <laughs> to get right. Well, um, and they do it so effortlessly that I really can't tell if the other guy is like in on the joke or not. Like there's. The part where he's like uh, the perfectly executed throwaway joke about how he got the car. I mean, I just thought that this was this was so funny to me right here. Uh, oh, if it wants to play for me. Oh, wow. How'd you get a car? Oh, my folks drove it up here from the Bahamas. You're kidding. It must be the Bahamas or Islands. Okay, the important just thing <laughs> the delivery there is perfect. I must be Bahamas or Islands. Okay, anyway, like this I love that so much. This is my big question here, Luke. Yeah. Can I ask a question to you? Please. Do you think it was rehearsed? I don't and, know. And multiple takes, or do you think that was improv? Because I honestly cannot tell. I, heard I think live, it, they always improv this. Yeah, that would make sense. But you wonder if in the studio they had a little script down, or they really just let it run. Because I, I guess props either way. I thought I I came to love the the improv first half of the song more than the bitch and Camaro punk rock second half Absolutely. because I I focused in on that so much I'm like I cannot tell if these guys are improving this live while they're recording it or if this is like this is just the routine they do every time because if it's the latter and this is a practice scripted routine they really are good at yes. making it flow. Yeah. And if it's improv, it's also pretty freaking funny. Like the, the, where he keeps on going, this is the part where it's important for you to ask. Like he yeah. leads the guy. Exactly. Like, it's like, Hey, we suck at this. Yeah. That's freaking funny. Yeah. Anyways, this now becomes like a, that it's always improv. Okay? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dave. I'll, I'll take you seriously. Are these guys, um, I wrote down like other artists in their sphere. I wrote down, maybe these guys are the punk version of to, they might be giants indie version of the same coin. Like, does that, Ring a bell hmm. for anybody? Yeah. yeah. Everybody listening. Ringing all the bells with that super common phrase I hear all the time. The word. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody, everybody knows that. Okay. Anyways, yeah, have I, we spent I, enough time on dead milkmen or we got any other notes? 
I just yeah, wanted to shout out like, uh, Spencer's in the mall. You know, like it's just novelty music. But right, but they have two and a half million spins. Like somebody out there just thought that these guys were doing something completely new and unique, right? So, I mean, I appreciate the submit just in terms of some sort of homage to what was probably the indie underground music scene of 85. Uh, I also wanted to give a shout out to the Philadelphia accent. You know, Trav, you called out there from Philly and I could tell they were from Philly from their accents because it's such an underrated accent. Like sometimes on SNL, Tina Fey will pull out her Philly accent for like a certain character or whatever. And it's just flawless. And this guy's obviously there. It's probably how they talk every day, but I just loved Sick. hearing them talk about yeah. the, the, the doors. Uh, wow. Yeah, they do a door show. Doors. I'm really impressed. In fact, it goes. Water. Yeah, they, they do the door show. We're going to head down to the water ice and get some ogies. You know, like I just, I really, <laughs> really loved hearing that and that was my same take as you loves like i enjoyed the variety show part of the song i did not enjoy the bitch and camaro song part of the song as much uh and just the punk part just to call out what travis did I, I I see I appreciated everything they were doing. I just couldn't give it a yes vote in terms of like, oh yeah, I got I got to play you this semi joke, semi punk song from thirty five years ago. You're gonna love it, you know, random stranger that I'm trying to impress with my musical knowledge. So crazy. Last words. Anybody got any? No. Nope. Dead milkman. All right. Let's move it along then. Song three. What we, we do gotta we got hear, next? We got to hear from the submitter. Yeah. Oh yeah. Who submitted Who that thing? Mm. So this one came in from listener Jack and all he had to say was, it is a very cool song. <laughs> I think that's Jack. Excellent. I think that might be Jack Kai's good, good buddy, uh, his skate bro. So the fact that 14 year olds are still listening to the dead milkman in 2020 mm-hmm. is amazing. It's it's cool Jack, man. <laughs> amazing stuff. Jack. I think the first lyric of the song is actually, Hey Jack. So maybe that I'm sure there's an inside joke there for for Jack as well. That Good probably call. cracks up his 14 year old self. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, let's move it along. Song three. Next song, it's "Nothing in My Way" by Keen. Going to get things right back on track here with another fork. Why can't I say fork? Hmm. It couldn't have been a bigger curveball from Bitch and Camaro to Nothing in My Way by Keen. So I appreciated that left so turn jarring. on the every, playlist. Yeah. Every run through, it was just like the song would start after Bitch and Camaro. <laughs> it, was, it just felt like. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, man, I, I am the negative Nancy. Oh. Yeah. You ever been at a basketball game where a guy shoots a free throw and the ball bounces and then somehow perfectly comes to rest on the back of the rim? (laughs) That happens like once every four years. It happens. Yeah. This song, somebody who submitted it found the perfect middle point of a song where I feel no passion. I'd already heard it. I don't mind it. I'm not going to be sad if I don't hear it for another 10 years. I have not heard it for 10 years prior uh, to, to recording this week's pod. Mm-hmm. It's just a passion neutral song for me. I, I do have some things I, I'd be interested to hear your guys's enthusiasm for it. Uh, I'm shocked that it's a fork. Um, but, uh, what do you guys, high level takes Luke, I'll kick it to you. 
Yeah, I mean, I, unfortunately, I voted yes with almost all the exact same comments that you had, loves. Like, I'm pulling a, a garbs here as I fire tennis balls uh, around at the basketball hoop, and maybe one of them uh, just rests on the rim. Um, I just, I have a lasting impression of these guys playing, you know, a lot during like the Coldplay or the Radiohead era, and I was always just like, yeah, okay, there's there's Keen, you know, like they're also making Brit pop music, you know, in the early zeros. Um, I eventually came around. I marinated a lot. Uh, I just, it was kind of a why not yes, realizing that the Council of the 14 will most likely execute this song in, in the gulag. Uh, the one thing that kind of brought me around on it eventually was just from the pre-chorus into the chorus. I mean, this guy sings beautifully all the time. So just one drop for you on this one. So I, I'm with you. I just kind of leaned a little bit over over the edge on this one. So arcade high, high level take trap dog. Let's go trap dog here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This this is the era of pianos as leads. You mm. know, that's the Coldplay sound. There was a couple mm-hmm. other bands that kind of at that time had the piano as a lead sound. Um, I, I liked it. It it was a good change up. It's an easy listening uh, song. Uh, it, it had a really good you know earworm you know factor with me where uh the uh, you said it luke the clean voice uh, it's always really easy to hear there wasn't a ton of distortion to it it just sounded like a a good clean sound and rhythm it it caught on with me the more i listened to it the more i liked it um as the week went on uh it was an easy yes for me they can write a melody for sure so arcade this is probably in the pantheon is this your submit this is like a chorus pantheon song right this is a good chorus for sure so yeah exactly so i have a weird relationship with keen um i either love their songs like deeply or i i hate them (laughs) and i think they're terrible um so there's like three songs in my pantheon written by keen which i did not ever want to happen nor did (laughs) i ever expect it um this song i just heard it one day uh years ago gets to the chorus you know i'm I'm always hunting for a good chorus this song has a really (laughs) really fantastic chorus um it's just uh you guys are like the things that you're saying are simple or sorry that are um kind of vanilla or middle of the road is what i would describe as simple or crisp clean which is not easy to do and if I'm going to evangelize anything on, on the TGP, uh, well, not anything, one of the things is that pop music is hard to write. And this is pop, but with a lot of emotion, which is incredibly hard to write. Um, it's tough to find that balance because, you know, what you hear in like these just kind of simple pounding piano chords or this very simple drum rhythm is actually a lot of restraint, I believe. Um, to give the singer like full frickin center stage to generate this really perfect, it's a perfect vocal performance. Right. Mm-hmm. And I know that's easy listening. Like I, I totally agree with you guys that that can fall into easy listening, but if you just kind of turn that, that shape and look at it from a different way, you could also categorize that as masterful pop production. 
Yeah. So let's debate it real quick. So I, I want I, I can be wrong here, and I want to increase my appreciation. I I wrote vocals and melody, earnest vocal with some solid kind of ping pong melody, mm-hmm. right? Goes up and down, back and mm-hmm. forth. It builds to an incredible crescendo in the chorus. Mm-hmm. I agree with all of that. That's Unfortunately, like the lyrics, man, like the lyrics in this thing really jump off the page to me and they really bother me. And and maybe that's not fair, but when you're rhyming say and way and day and oh, whatever, yeah. stay, I'm like, man, I, I understand we're, we're 40 or 50 years, 60, 70 years now into like modern pop music. And, but we're going back to like, you know, well, and I'll, I'll agree with you loves like, even though I voted yes, because this lyrically, this song is super the opposite of queen of the stone queens of the stone age right like queens of the stone age is like super clever super unique lyrics that are actually like aware of the fact that they're in a song to a degree you know and then obviously dead milkmen are super aware they're in a song you know they're like doing variety show plus punk music whereas these guys are like no we we're gonna write the say way uh may pop song you know so like it really does there couldn't be three more different songs for the first three songs in terms of like well there's a lot that you can like about music (laughs) you can like this crazy you know hard groove of the first song you can like uh, this crazy bass line this weird bass line with dudes doing stand up over the top of it or you can like keen who really sat down in the studio and said we're trying to make the most melodically you know beautiful thing that we can and yeah i i, I hear and they that kind and, of did right yeah you, you i put down as an influence for artists this is going to blow your mind i put down the beastie boys for this song huh. why because oh. in the chorus they hit the words oh, do they just another day and, and like every single <laughs> lyric that i hate that like i'm like gosh that sucks that they wrote this chorus for this melody that's mm-hmm. interesting and, that, and they like yeah. they hit the words even harder, and it's like impossible for me to ignore how lame I think the first draft tenth grader level. Hey, we just started a band, and I wrote my first song style lyrics are. Mm. So it's a beautiful song. Yeah. It, it's just like the lyrics for me are such a letdown. Yeah. Hey, what did you think? Go ahead, Dave. Oh no, what, what were you going to ask? I was just going to say, where do you think this song lives? Uh, this song is uh, like a music video for like a stop motion little tiny guy who's like walking around an empty world, picking things up and, <laughs> them and collecting them and wow. realizes, huh, well, there's nothing in my way. There's nothing to do. Interesting. <laughs> I, I wrote, uh, give it 20 more years. This song is going to be uh, on a commercial for something like Bank of America when they're pitching their retirement products to retiring millennials. Uh, it's not, it's Just enough emotional. nostalgia. Just right. enough easy listening. Yeah. Just perfect for retirement imagery. Yeah, yeah, I do. What is that? Yeah. It this is this is Keen. Keen is Mondrian. It's just <laughs> you know where the lines go. They're they're you color in the lines. Like the the, the box is there, you color it color it in. That's rhyming same and way. Right. Same or whatever he says. But they um, did it with some perfection, right? And that's what you appreciate it about it, right? Right, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, there is a layer that I, that is tough to describe. Like, the reason why it's not Bank of America twenty years from now is because I truly believe that. Like, I don't, you know, I'm trying to sound like it, but testimony you, of this thing. You believe um, it in your heart. I believe it. Tell us your truth. The the emotional value of this song is high. Like, I I feel like what they're getting at in the abstract there with like the 
the powerful chorus and and the actual melody itself not yeah. the lyrics and not necessarily the music is something huge and universal i just don't right. think there's a match between um the tangible things like the lyrics and, and the music. does that make sense like yeah the no the music the music is way better than the lyrics is what you're saying. And yeah. like, that's, that's why you would vote yes on this. I had a question that I can pose to, to Trav dog. Yeah. If, I mean, if you were into Coldplay, Brit rock, Brit pop, you know, and maybe you heard the song back then, were you, was there something that would set Keen apart from Coldplay in your mind? Like, I'm just trying to figure out where these guys fit in the, in the pantheon of what they were doing. You know, while I, I enjoyed Coldplay, the voice is so different. I think the, right. the keen, his voice is so much cleaner. And yes. I think that's the big difference is, is Coldplay, the, the lead vocals a little, a little more harsh, a little bit tougher to listen to vocally. Uh, he keen is just really, really clean sounding. And mm-hmm. uh, that, that was the, that was the grab for me. And it's funny I, I I knew I'd heard this song before and I did a little research. I'm like, I heard this song before when Love's brought up Where Did It Live? It was a soundtrack on uh, a FIFA game way back in the day <laughs> where where you're like in the lobby and you're like doing the juggling around and doing like drills and stuff. It was a Perfect. background song on, huh. uh, on FIFA. I was like, I've heard this song before. I like it. It's kind of soothing. There you go. That's where it lives. It's a FIFA soundtrack background song when you're customizing your 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 best looking soccer player that can dribble the ball like no others you think of keen that makes sense to me yeah yeah Mm -hmm. (laughs) hey last thing i just want to share story time from loves when i was a teenager i got a job uh after flirting with the girl that helped me um get my suit my tuxedo for for prom um, she was like, you should work here. And I'm like, you're super hot. I will work here. Um, so I get this job and guess what they play on the, uh, on the radio at the tuck store all day long, adult contemporary. And it's like Elton John had this song at that time called believe. And it was just on constantly. And this kind of piano driven, beautiful melody style song with kind of uplifting, vague, uplifting lyrics about, you know, this kind of stuff. I'm, I just have a natural aversion aversion to them. Exactly. And so I recognize that this is, a, it's, it's pretty and I can like, it's an earworm. I was singing along to it all week long. It's just that I, I started to think to myself, dude, does this, if I like this, if I vote yes for this, what does it say about me finally bowing down to adult contemporary? And I'm, I'm still pushing against that as much as I can. Yeah, I had similar notes, loves. Um, yeah. Are making me angry by saying that. Um, <laughs> I, I will, I will hold back a little bit and uh, kind of petition you to pick out the songs that are uh, written by somebody else. Um, you really have heard it many times before. Uh, they are not artists. They're more like uh, Instagram famous slash want to be in front of a camera. Separate those guys from the artists who are masterful at their craft and um, are writing good pop music because your favorite band is one of them. Yeah, I, you're referring to you too, right? The YouTube yeah. So. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking of like I want to run, I want to hide, I want to tear down the walls that hold me inside. Right? There's a lyric, mm. right? Yeah. Just another day. Well, I just want to say I'm on my way. Blah blah blah. Freaking sure. 
No yeah. thanks. Right. That's why I hate Chris Martin. Chris Martin Martin is the king of like lights go out and they can't be saved. Just like what? Yeah, I've been blown away on this whole, uh, this last six, seven months of doing this, how often people don't care about lyrics. It It's something that I've learned about myself. Maybe I'm the weirdo, but like it, if, if the lyrics are off, I'm like, mm -mm, nope, I'm out. Yeah, I'm with you. Anyways, hmm. any last words, guys, on Nothing in My Way by Keen? I'm kind of amazed we talked about it as much as we did. I can't believe it either, but uh, good stuff. All it's right. It's a good song. You guys will come around. I bet I that thing gets gilded. It. It's probably an easy yes for the community. <laughs> right. We found the middle lane for the, the Council of the 14, as I've come to yeah. call them, although they didn't show up this week. All right, let's kick it off. Let's go to song number four. What do we got, Kamish? All right, we got Strands of Oak with Shut In. And with this one, we got our third fork of the week. Why can't I say fork? Keeping them rolling. Wow. All right. Well, shall the, shall the negative Ned present themselves? Negative Nancy here. <laughs> Loves you again. You are such an asshole because you are going against what you just said about lyrics. Mm, right. No. Oh, okay, but here's the thing, dude. This song makes me sad. Yes, oh. and but it's not a sad song. Don't, you didn't listen to it enough times. Okay, I'll just I'll just give here. my high level no, and then a mid tempo folk rock bummer that unleashing unleashes a surprise guitar salvo before petering out. Someone gunning for Love's vote using the Tom Tom drum callery <laughs> is going to be disappointed when they hear I voted no. Oh man! So this is uh, okay. Quick uh, top view overview of the song: soul bearing, heartbreaking, yes, triumphant. Authentic, hopeful, raw, honest. Um, this is not a sad song. It, it it has one of the saddest lyrics I've ever heard. But again, I can't I can't believe you can't appreciate this. I was born in the middle, maybe too late. Everything good had been made. Hmm. That sucks. Yeah, but, it's kind of but, profound. But the fact that dude could freaking articulate that is incredible. So I would just get loaded and never leave my house. It's taken way too long to figure this out. So this guy's obviously addicted to freaking drugs and alcohol, right? But then, right. but then, the freaking guitar that you're like, oh, it's just some guitar. The lyrics are the addiction. The guitar is the recovery, and this song huh. is perfect. The very end when he says the night was cold and black, but the sun was in my eyes. He's saying it's behind him. The mm -hmm. sun is rising. I overcame my addiction. This is one of the most hopeful freaking songs I've ever heard. Huh. I completely missed it. I'm going to have to revisit. Say way this day. Song, this, this is one of my favorite songs of all time. It's in wow. my Pantheon. I heard it last year. And I connect with this song. Is this your, your submit then, huh? Yeah. I connect with this song huh. in probably a deeper way than any song I've ever heard in my life. Wow. Yeah, oh, I love this. Song. Don't you feel guilty now, Lubs? Yeah. I do feel guilty. Uh, Trap dog, what, what did you think? Did you pick up on all that? Am I? I I'm an idiot. I guess. I, I, I did not. I, I I listen to music for a lot more of the feeling. You know, if I'm angry, I'm gonna throw on some Metallica. If I'm kind of in a fun mood, you know, I'll throw on the music that's kind of fit in my mood. This one just I didn't pay attention. 
listen to the lyrics as much as I did kind of the feeling of the song. And I really liked it very, you know, had kind of an anthem sound to it a little bit, um, almost a, a sound like the band fun. Uh, you know, if you're looking at something a little more recent, um, I liked it though. It was a great oh, yeah, feel tracks. to the song. Um, it had a good beat to it. Uh, I, I'm looking more on the, the feeling of, of each song, probably more than I am the meaning behind a lot of them. Yes. Um, this this one hit me. It was good. I gave it a yeah. Well, well yeah. Trav, let me, before we kick it over to Luke, go a little deeper on that for just a second. So if you were going to, in the future, put on music based on your mood, what mood would you be in to play this song? That, you know, after listening to him explain it, it's not going to be my lighthearted mood anymore. Nostalgic. I was going to say. Um, nostalgic, was, maybe? You know, yeah, a little more nostalgic. Um, it, I, after listening yeah, to Arcade, it's definitely a little more spiritual um, feeling. Now, yeah. now, listening to how you explain it and how, you know, the how I felt about that song, it's definitely a little more spiritual. Huh. Yeah. yeah. Luke I, Doug, get, what, I can fully think? yeah i can fully get behind travis on this one uh as you know is always a surprise to loves not huge on lyrics so but this song unlike the keen song evoked a much bigger emotion for me you know the the smoky vocals from the from the chorus or from the verse i'm like okay this is all right i may or may not have heard this before but then once it builds up to that screaming guitar and the tone they gets, I had the same note yeah. surprise guitar loves like you did. And it's just, it, it is the crescendo emotionally that I never got from the keen song. And here's some yeah. of that guitar for everybody. Yeah, and loves as a war on drug gra- drugs guy. Exactly, it's the a heart, war on drugs guitar. The heart piercer sure. of that never never wasn't able to punch through to your your heart of iron, huh? I guess not. So let's talk about influences because I heard Bob Seger, I heard Ray, Little Springsteen, but Ray I wrote Montaigne. Yeah, these don't exactly sound right because the boss would use like a third person vantage point to sing about this guy. And this is more <laughs> first person. So this guy's right. really gone through some stuff. Yeah. Um, I read that this guy originally from Indiana moved out to Philly. So I'm assuming that that might be either Kurt Vile or War on Drugs guy um, right. actually playing that guitar. It's oh. pretty sick. Yeah, it's amazing. I, I don't know for well, he, sure, but he's a he's a legit guitarist. He doesn't is he? need any help. Yeah. He doesn't need any help there. Wow. Let's talk about where the song lives. I wrote, this is the music that's playing when the you have a camera looking out, pointing outward out of a car. So it's, mm. it's pointing out. In the foreground, riding shotgun is a little girl with a dirty shirt and some ratty pigtails. In the background, we see broken down infrastructure from the American Rust Belt. Mm. And this song is somehow playing in the background. And I don't know, maybe it... it it comes out and you see the sun rising and there's some, some glorious like recovery. I don't know, Dave, you, you may ch- change my mind about this thing. I, I want to marinate for another week and then cast a revote. I might need a time <laughs> machine here. Cause I completely missed it. I was just like, man, everything sucks for this guy. Like and I, I wasn't getting it. Like, I don't want to be around this guy. He's freaking bummer. I had an alternative take on the lyric and we yeah. try in our own way to get better. Even if we're alone. Yeah, that was the lyric right before, and th- and then that's what launches into the, the guitar. Yeah, no, I mean, if there was a lyric you were going to catch, it was hopefully going to be that one. But yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep going. Yeah, I hate going. talking about money. 
I don't want to talk about luck. I hate thinking I'm not the same as I was. I hate thinking that way too. Hmm. I lose my faith in people. Why even take the time? You've got your problems. I've got mine. That's just him like battling through stuff, right? And then the, the chorus, know my name, no, I mean it. It's not as bad as it seems. See, he's trying to be positive. Take that, Bob Dylan. Yeah, yeah. we get we try our own way to get better even if we're alone. So this is just a dude's like battle with depression and, and drugs and alcohol, man. And then he freaking overcomes it. It's a beautiful, beautiful song. So my natural habitat for this song is live show. The song doesn't belong in a setting, a film, or a commercial. It's it's too personal. It tells hmm. one very specific story. So it can only be played live. This isn't like, I mean, it's not for anybody. That's why I love this song. It's not for anybody else except this guy. And for you know the idea of an artist's job is to like dig deep and and create something that comes from their soul it's amazing how many people are artists including myself who fail at doing that and that's why i love this because it's so rare that people actually bear their freaking soul in a song huh so this is an album from 2014 he's got like under 2 million spins on this track. Did you dive into more of his catalog arcade? I mean, is he busting out this level of emotion on a full album or many albums in a row? What's this guy's deal? Um, I haven't checked out every one of his songs. Um, I've listened. He is a very interesting musician. Like he's not afraid to throw dancey synths into his stuff, but um, his strong point is being real. Like he, all of his songs um, speak He's a lyric, he's a storyteller. So all of his right. songs are telling some sort of story. And most of his music is pretty good. Like he is um he's good. This guy's talented. Yeah. Interesting. He's just kind of if he has if he has one problem, he uh he doesn't looks like Jesus know the identity of um, his sound as right. much as the lyrical content he's sampling or trying stuff out a little too much not not sampling in the musical variety that we think of i would like to pose one more potential backdrop for this song and it's really only during that wailing guitar solo that maybe could have been played behind bill pullman's speech in id4 like i felt kind of patriotic as i listened to to that part of the song at times uh travis were you picking up on that at all yeah that's and that's what my comment it's very anthem sounding arcade you hit it in a in a live setting in a stadium this everyone is freaking out yeah women are crying i mean it's <laughs> it's a it's a spiritual song that is a huge uh anthem it's just big it doesn't really belong any other place than that interesting do you think anything other than an american could write that song could could somebody yeah. could could, could we get that song out of somebody from Manchester? The Germans, yeah. No, I'm not no. seeing it. I mean, somebody wrote that song that the Liverpool guys sing. That's a pretty heartfelt song, right? Did an American write that? You have a walk alone. Anyway, tangent. I'll I'll, I'll pull it on myself. Stay on target. Anyway, <laughs> Morrissey did Morrissey did write these songs, but they have a sense of humor about it. Americans are more like this guy. Like I went through that and it was freaking hell, and it sucked. Yeah. yeah, it's very earnest for sure. Yeah, very yeah. bootstraps. Man, yeah, yeah. so first first time this has happened this season, I I think I was uh, I missed it. I was no, I might have been wrong here. I think I've that made the a huge uh, mistake. I've made a huge mistake. <laughs> That's me, right? <laughs> um, the melody in the 
in the verses might not be my favorite, but maybe that doesn't matter anymore because it gets yeah. it gets to that guitar blister, yeah. which is the the recovery. Anyways, all right, yeah, loves. I feel like here's our assignment for you. You need to sometimes <laughs> like turn off your your amazing ability to just hear every word every people are saying at all times, which is a super good skill. But sometimes you need to shut that off and just like see if the <laughs> melody and the tone and the the feeling of the song is doing something for you, you know. And then go pick apart the lyrics because you know. You're I, a I think writer. in this case that might have been the problem. Yeah, actually, yeah. I don't. I didn't love the melody of the verses. Oh, okay. Well, this is like when Mike Tyson got knocked out by Buster Douglas. Just like, what happened? <laughs> right. He didn't know. <laughs> Back well, to the drawing board is what mm-hmm. you're saying. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let's move on to song five. Uh, what do we got, Kamish? We're looking at Something from Nothing by the Foo Fighters. Well, we seem to be pretty locked in. We got our fourth fork of the week. Dude, what the fork? Well, it's not loves this time. It's me. I'm 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 the negator. Eh, I yeah. knew you would be. I I I was wondering if this was uh, a Trav Dog submit, and I I got to say I really tried. This was like one of my longest marinators, my final checkbox or not uh, of the week. Uh, I will say I watched Sonic Highways, the documentary series that this was written in and from when it came out. And I remember digging it. I mean, digging the process, right? I'll let Trav Dog talk about the Sonic Highways. It's a really cool series. If you guys haven't watched it, I just felt like it was a, a potpourri of like a thousand different things that Foo Fighters like to do. And I just didn't feel like it was enough tied together you know like i feel like the strand of oak song it starts in one way and it builds you up to this proper path whereas this song is like well we're foo fighters and so we do this and we do that and what if we just throw all of that down into one song and i I can see you know people liking it but for me it was like a little too all over the place within four minutes and 48 seconds so there's my negative nancy take but i'm happy to hear what everybody liked about it i've pulled a ton of clips for the song because it's very clip worthy so, uh, Lubs, what do you think? Uh, high level take a rock builder that brings the anecdote of how to boil a frog to life. A song that breaks through the clouds, but doesn't exactly hit my personal bullseye, but does just enough to get my yes vote and leaves me wondering if it could have been an all timer. Hmm. So yeah. I give hmm. it a, a, a yes. Um, I want to go deeper on this song, but I'll kick it to arcade. what do you think, buddy? Uh, yeah, I was the song was engaging, true builder for sure. Um, setting aside happy Dave Grohl for Dave Grell. Mm. <laughs> well done. <laughs> this nice. Song is meeting freaking cynicism head on and just transforming from the agitated life to like eternally furious. Like this is such a a great depiction of fury in a song that doesn't like batter you over the head with it and finally made me like the foo fighters finally after everlong and then the longest streak of songs that i hate (laughs) everlong is one of the greatest songs ever written and then you know they just struck out this song pulled me back wow wild fighters now well it sounds like it was a trav dog submit travis yeah Absolutely, Foo, and to, uh, Foo Fighters is probably one of my favorite bands of all time. They're 
top five for me. I love almost everything they've done. Um, Dave Grohl to me is kind of the ambassador of rock right now in, in our lives. Uh, you know, for, for the past yes. 10, 15, 20 years, he has represented the rock genre. Yeah. Um, now he's the ambassador. A lot of, a lot of times he, uh, he's very formulaic, you know, the lyrics are a little, you know, staged, but the sounds are always awesome. The sounds are always great. Dave Grohl had a huge influence with uh, Josh Homme and in, in Queens of the Stone Age, mm-hmm. you know, obviously going back to the Nirvana days. But this song, I picked this song because it's very unique for Foo Fighters. It, it, everything you guys said hit it spot on. The whole point of this song, if you listen to the first two lines and lyrics, it's talking about a spark and a fire building and turning into this raging thing. The whole point of this is... It starts with this very subtle, almost muted sounding vocals and starts building and adding layers, just like a fire is going from the spark into this uh, huge fire that he wrote this in Chicago as kind of an homage to uh, the great Chicago fire. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and it and it so it builds from this tiny little thing at the start and then it adds layer it. You know, 115 adds a huge layer. At 130, adds a little bit more. At 205, adds a little bit more. And then 240, it adds this last one. And then until that third minute, when it's just a full-on raging out-of-control fire. And that's where the screaming comes in. That's where, you know, the authentic Dave Grohl screams comes in. Um, the OOOs, I could do without at the end, right? They're a little oh, weird, suck, but... Yeah. They they do. I that's the only part of this song that I don't like, but I love how it builds from this tiny little, you know, starting muted guitar into this gigantic rocking rage. Um, to me, that's why this song kind of stands out. Not my favorite uh, Foo Fighters song by a mile, but it's uh, it's one of their more dynamic ones that actually has some meaning behind it instead of just this song, just this rock song that you can throw on the. Uh, you know, the radio and have it be monkey wrench or have it be, uh, you know, one of their, you know, formulaic songs that just kind of earworm you to death. Hey, Tribe mm. Dog, let's go to O Amba Corner, highest of highs, lowest of lows. What do you think is the high point of this song? Sorry to well, put you on the spot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, each, each, each time it changes and adds more layers, it's awesome. The, the part where they add the synth in. Uh huh. The Stevie just, Wonder superstition keys. Yeah, that little funk background with the, you know, they used to call it a Hammond organ back in the day. I don't know what they, they're obviously using, just some sort of synth piano today. Um, that part I love when that really funky beat punk pops in. I love it. And then when it just goes full on hard rock at the three minute mark, it's like a minute to a minute and a half of just, you know, melting your brain. And that's what he's trying to do. I've got, I've got your 250 up to scream time. Here you go. Yeah, they definitely built up to that. I've got a lyrical question for people. Are are Foo Fighters geniuses for taking what I think are crazy basic figures of speech and turning them into rock anthems? You know, this one has just the the four words. So here I go. Just repeated over and over, you know, at a certain point, which is here. In, into a, part. That's into a sick riff. Right but, you know, they also have 
the best, the best, the best of you. They have times like these, we learn to love again. You know, like there's these, these lyrics that I, I mean, not that I've ever written anything, but I would feel kind of, uh, like, you know, empty of, of feeling if I was taking some of these like super basic, you know, kind of cliche lines and turning them into songs. But Dave Grohl does it with, an earnestness and he, you know, sells out giant anthems and he, and he plays concerts with a broken leg, you know, sitting on his, sitting on a, a chair, you know, that's a true story about him. So somehow he's able to like power through and say, no, I really feel these things. And I think that works because those are the, the songs. Those are the lyrics that just rip through an arena, right? When these guys are playing live and are getting everybody to sing along with the best of you, or it's times like these, we learn to love again. You know, I just, I was struck by that when I was listening to the So Here I Go part, which does, you know, move into a sick riff. So have you guys had that thought about kind of the lyrical components of, of Foo Fighter songs? No, I hadn't. No? Uh, it, it's it, it's almost like Dave Grohl just goes to like museums and like looks at like things that are etched in stone beneath like statues. Yeah. It's like, oh, okay. I, I like that phrase. I'm going to put that in a song. I, I, it really seems like that to me sometimes where I'm just like, oh yeah, that's a, something that people say all the time. But Dave Grohl thought to make a song out of it and he's got millions of dollars to his name as a result. So good job well, by him. You know, that's always kind of been the knock on Foo Fighters, right. Is been kind of the empty lyrics, but it, it's, it's the sound behind it. And then the repetition of it, it is full on giant stadium rock. Mm-hmm. It, it is. And, and it, and it catches on it, it. It doesn't let you forget the lyric. You can name off 10 different songs by exactly what you said, a three or four word catchphrase. Yep. Hey, this is this is for arcade. No, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna just go. Um, what were you gonna ask? I was gonna say, did did you pick up any use your illusion vibes off of this song? This felt like a song that would slot into use your illusion one or two. Like it's yep so overstuffed. It, it goes in all these directions and whatnot. It, it sounded like almost like a a not as good version of locomotive or something to me. That- yeah, no, that's an interesting thought. That could, uh, all week long, I, I just kept um, digging. Well, I dug this song because it was complex and had all of these neat, interesting parts to it, like that little box at the beginning of Gremlins that the dad brings home from wherever he came from. That's like, a, no, he invented it. It's like a shaving thing. You remember that? Oh, right. Yeah. His like, his all-in-one dop kit or whatever it was. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So you're not going to hit it. I'll do it. Stay on oh, target. Sorry. Stay on target. Yeah. So this song <laughs> is that, right? Like it's got all these parts, but I, I, I like that about it. And so that's a good call, Ryan, for sure, that this is like a use your illusion song. But what I was going to say that you guys are almost not, and not intentionally, and I'm not knocking you for this, but putting into like the negative column that um, Dave Grohl is the king of uh, common phrases that's hard to come by, right? It's hard to come by uh, a thing that you're known for. And it's what every you know musician or artist works for. And it certainly isn't their day one. It's something that takes a long time to, to develop. So in a way, it's sort of like, have you ever noticed that this brand um, is, is super good at, at what they do? And they're always, you know, doing they're that. always on message, right? It's very distinctive. Like, yeah. You're talking about Dave Grohl's branding uh, as a songwriter and, and totally kind of cool, actually. Yeah. I th- well, no, and I'll say I always appreciated their music more than, you know, the, the lyrics or, or what they're doing, which I realize is cliche for me, but it goes extra for, for these guys just because this is one band that I have over time noticed 
lyrically quite a bit. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. But I've always dug their their what they're putting together. Yeah, Trav, go ahead. Yeah, last comment there. He he, I saw an interview with him. I don't know how long ago, where he said, you know, he learned from Kurt Cobain the beauty of minimalism, and yeah. that's always stuck with me. His his lyrics are minimal; they're not deep and complex, but there's a beauty to it, and it sticks with you. Hmm. It's music that's stripped down and just kind of raw, and it's always I've always resonated. I've seen these guys a handful of times live. He's an amazing. Uh, you know, live concert musician, the whole group is just because they've been doing it for so long. Um, it is, it's minimalistic lyrics that just resonate. Right. I got two other notes. Yep. One is another influence I heard in verse one and verse two. He, he's got this guitar that comes in that sounds to me, I always got thinking about Black Hole Sun by Soundgarden. <laughs> Anybody hear that? Well, know. you know that put it together. Rick Nielsen from Cheap Trick guessed on this song, so that I saw that. Interesting. Yeah. Did he also guest on Black Hole Sun? <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> well, maybe that's who plays that shreddy little quick solo because I know Dave Grohl can't play that. Yeah. No, I think that was him. Uh, yeah. Keep going, Loves, and I can shed some light on the Sonic Highway side of this this whole thing. I wanted to talk about where this song lives, Natural Habitat Time. I thought that this is the kind of song that if you're playing Guitar Hero or Rock Band, this becomes one of your all-time favorites because it has all these fun sub-songs in it and sections that like build and you're like going nuts. I I think that would be my Natural Habitat for this. Habitat of the Week. You nailed it. Habitat of the Week. (laughs) Habitat of the Week. Um, I did just want to say two things about this is on the Sonic Highways album, which was also written and and made as part of this documentary series where Foo Fighters would go to these different towns with these amazing recording studios that had a ton of history and they would literally like tour the town and then they would write and record and produce a song on the spot and they did it in like six different cities and this is the first city they went to with which is in Chicago this was track 1 that was recorded at the Electrical Audio Studio which is you know super famous studio in Chicago um they would always try to bring in guest artists so they brought in Rick Nielsen from Cheap Trick and so i think this is still available to watch on HBO or HBO Max or HBO Go whatever they're calling themselves these days i would highly recommend it i remember watching it as it came out and really digging it even as not the biggest foo fighters fan because Grohl's history, you know, his, his willingness to pay homage to those things. Like, I think he also, am I, is this an urban legend that he like bought the soundboard that Fleetwood Mac recorded the rumors album on and like took it to his house. Right. Am I documentary about it? Yeah. There we go. Yeah. Incredible. You should watch it. I need to watch that. Yeah. So some homework for everybody since we're all just sitting in our houses watching TV all the time. The, uh, funny. I, I, re- I remember reading about the Sonic Highways documentary and then yeah. it's like the, the take that I read was it's a little bit like finding out how sausage is made and it's not as cool <laughs> as you think. It might oh. ruin your appreciation. Well, maybe that'll Which I think happen. It's funny given that What's I love the, you know, the sausage king of Chicago. So <laughs> Al Fro- <laughs> Abe Froman. Abe Froman. Dave Grohl is, is like he has become – just like a, a national treasure, like the Gandalf of, of modern rock. Like mm-hmm. the dude is, has just like uh, stapled down so many areas that were just kind of fluttering in the wind yeah. you know, of the rock spectrum. He's just become the guy. Keep doing it. Keep fighting off those Swedish yeah. AI music writing robots, Dave. You're, uh, do, you're doing the Lord's quick, work. Quick plug, uh, new album out here shortly. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> 
you go. <laughs> Quick I like plug. more than I like Foo Fighters, though. Like I'm fascinated by Dave Grohl. I think that's fair. I think I mean, well, I don't know. Maybe not a lot of people do, but I mean, is there is there a frontman that's more synonymous, you know, or more overpowering of his overall band? Not that he tries to be, right? But like, I don't think there's a lot of people that know Foo Fighters and then don't know the name Dave Grohl. Where you might say a lot of people know the name Kings of Leon, but don't know Caleb Followell or whatever, right? Like anybody who's still making rock music. Uh, Dave Grohl's out there in the lead in terms of identity. Yeah. Did you know he was in Nirvana? Wait a I minute. Didn't what? Really? Yeah, he was the drummer for Nirvana. Wait, Does did he, he know... also play drums on Tenacious D? <laughs> Does he, he know what Teen Spirit smells uh... like? I don't know. Yeah, my he, was, he was the no, devil buddy. in the video uh, tribute, right? Yeah, that that's right. And he played drums on on that track too, or the whole album when they yeah. laid it down. Yeah, no, he's. He's uh, no one knows the song, no one knows. Oh, right, yeah. Oh, right, he, he Queens was on, Stone Age. He was the yeah. drummer for that Queens of the Stone Age entire album, plus uh, the Smooth Sailing. He was the drummer for that as well. Maybe he'll come on our podcast. It sounds like he has a lot of free time, you know. What's up, Dave? Wow, <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's move it back. Commission, we got our sixth song of the week coming up. What is it? All right, we got Chicago with 25 or six to four. Oh, that's so, that, if that doesn't wake you up, nothing will. <laughs> well, the took to write mm. this song is what wakes you up. Mm. This one's coming in as our first split of the week. We got a guest team up versus Creamy Booyah. Mm. Yeah, the creamiest. Creamy Booyah versus. Hey, look at us. Look, look at us. Huh? Who would have thought? Not me. Welcome to another edition of Thunderdome. Get in there, Booyah. All right, Booyah first. My first purposeful dive into Chicago in my entire life nearly drives me into marination psychosis, where I flip back and forth before landing on a gentle, nah. The gentle, the sleepy. What about you, Arcade? Uh, I I wish that I had something snappy. Um, like, like I just said, a song about taking too much cocaine. The song gets, uh, maybe you shouldn't write crappy songs about Bad drug trips, nah. Man. <laughs> let's hear the positive hot takes, and then uh, let's get into it. We'll dissect it. Trav Dog, what do you got? I, I'll let you go, Luke. I'll follow this up. This was my submit. So I'll oh, Trav submit. Um, I, I'm with Lubs. Never really been a, a Chicago guy, but uh, you know of them, right? Like everybody knows the Peter Cetera vocals uh, and the horns, and uh, it's funny to realize that over the course that this is – a song essentially about insomnia, which I guess it makes sense, right? Is, is probably due to too much drug use. But in the end, I could not turn down the the horns, uh, the vocals, this kind of more rocking, you know, Chicago song that's not like a a power ballad, you know, that, that they're probably more well known for. So I dug the the thread and the needle ishness of it, and uh, yeah, it was a pretty easy yes for me. Uh, I, I dug it. Yeah, take, so take us on a tour, there, Trap Dog. There's always a danger of uh, of submitting something that's you know passionate for you. It, it, Arcade, you did it with uh, the 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 other song, with your second song. Yes. Um, you know, it's it's passionate for you. This was the first concert I went to when I was like nine or ten years old, 
my dad raised me on Chicago. I, I love just a, the funk sound of the early stuff. When they went to the 80s, they had this producer that came to him and said, do you want to be good or do you want to be famous? Um, <laughs> they they decided, you know, for the inspiration and all that stuff in the 80s that you, that you said, Luke, with the power ballad, that's when they decided to become fame, to become famous. When they were good, in my eyes, was a lot of their early stuff. A lot of that had the, a lot of very strong horns and funk bass lines, a little bit of rock, and yeah. they weren't as known for it. But this is the song that launched a thousand marching bands, right? This is the song that Where It Lives is on a commercial for the Army, if you're paying attention to, to TV right now. Uh, it's uh, It evokes, a, you know, to me, just these awesome feelings. Is it about cocaine? Is it about insomnia? I don't know. They tell the story that they had one track left to write on their uh, album. They couldn't find it. They look up at the clock and say, is it, you know, what time is it? Is it 25 or 26 minutes to four? Mm -hmm. That's the story behind it. Is it about cocaine? Uh, probably. I don't know. Everyone was doing <laughs> it back then, right? Yeah. But I love this song. I think the story behind it is hilarious. But the iconic beats that it starts out with, that, that really strong guitar and bass together is reminiscent of, uh, you know, if you think uh, Green Day's Brain Stew, uh, that's the same yeah. riff, you know. Hmm. That same really strong, you know, three strums, give it a second to sink in. Three more strums, give it another second to, to sink in. Um, they stole the sound a little bit from uh, While My Guitar Gently Weeps. That sound is in is in uh, that song as well. Um, mm. But they kind of, you know, strengthened it, made it stronger, added the horns. To me, it's a just a great emotional, bluesy, funky song with the horns that that kind of just lives for me. You can turn it on in the car and, and it's everyone can listen to it and like it. Um, at least in my cars, it is um, done right. You know, it's a fantastic song live. It's amazing. Guys, let's talk about highs, uh, highest of highs, lowest of lows. Oh, Amber. Mm, anybody, uh, anybody got any high points? Uh, what, uh, what I've got on, on high points is right out of the gate. It's a jam. It's got, it's got yeah. these great horns. It's got this easy, you know, this, you know, solid guitar. But man, it's got a lowest of love for me. Mm. The the minute and a half long guitar solo in the middle. And this is super unfair. But this is why people freaked out in the 60s when Jimi Hendrix and Eric Clapton came along, right? Because this right. just sounds like what I would write if it was like, okay, I know I've got a pentatonic scale here and I'm, I know how to do a couple of bends and a couple of hammer-ons and pull-offs and I'm mm -hmm. just going to go freaking nuts as hard as I can for a few minutes, but I'm not going to make it sound cool at all. Hmm. I love this song. It's like, it's like an Oreo cookie, but instead of the delicious white stuff in the middle, it's just <laughs> freaking turd. I hate the guitar solo so freaking much. Um, I, pulled, I pulled two clips of the solo just to show you how long it is. Here's kind of how it ramps up. And then eventually they pull out the wah wah pedal right as they get into the three minute mark. Cool. You so, learned how to bend. Good for you, yeah, buddy. Yeah, he's <laughs> right. literally going up and down with the rhythm. Right. Whereas Hendrix would like use it to open up the, you know, the throat of a string bend. And then I will say before, unless you tear into it, arcade. The one thing that was missing from this song was I feel like the remaster was actually not 
quite as good as we've heard. Like I felt like the overall sound quality of the 1971 Almond Brothers band song that I submitted last week was like better. This one was like, it felt like they pushed play on, on a record and like held a tape deck up to it at times. I was just like, man, we can't do better than, than this in, in remasters in 2002. I still voted yes, just based on the music quality, but just Ooh. take a second to talk about I, that. I was, I was curious about that same exact point. And I thought that Chicago was a band from like the late seventies and mostly eighties. And I was kind of blown away that this song was written in 69, 69. Yeah. And 70. I was like, Whoa, I had yeah. no idea they were around that long. Which, which month in 69? Dude, who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Uh, the joking. I know you're joking, but for me, I was just I'm not joking. Myself, like, Why would I be joking about that? <laughs> but 1970, I'm thinking to myself, well, like that's when Keith Richards and and uh, and Mick are down in the so- southern France writing, you know, Exile on Main Street. So, you know, good things are happening, and these guys are writing the most awful guitar solo I, I can think of in, in that time. The reason Anyways. why I ask what month is because there's a song off Led Zeppelin one called babe, I'm going to leave you. Um, yeah. This was after that. Oh, right. The bass guitar yeah. line that lays, or sorry, not the bass guitar line, the core guitar line that's laid down at the very start. Yeah. I feel like that's not the strongest part of the song, but the Satera vocals plus the horns wasn't, wasn't enough. I, yeah. Um, I, I just, that's my biggest gripe with the song though, is, is this blatant ripoff. I believe of, uh, Zeppelin's Babe, I'm going to leave you. Hmm. Um, they're just a little too identical. But the positives about this song, Ryan, you you said it already. Like it's a jam. Like the, it's the full orchestration of all of these different instruments. They had to write these horn parts. Um, but that was my highest of highs. Here's just just here's just the verse plus the horns together. It sounds great. Waiting for the. solid i'll take it you know what ryan kind of hit on something uh, it, i i realized i just realized what i the problem i have with this song it's almost written like they they got it out of a book his vocal how it goes up the scale perfectly right waiting for the day each lyric is hitting a new note literally up the scale with the note next to it and then the guitar solo wah his foot is going up and down in rhythm with the drums um I, similar comparison to the Mondrian painting. This song was written on rails. Like it, hmm. it doesn't have, it has a ton of fun instruments and um, it, sh- it, it kind of jams, but it lacks soul. Like it didn't get, there's nothing organic about it. I, I don't know. I know this is getting into like a very subjective perspective on the song, but to make that even more annoying, I'll tell you why I don't like this song. It reminds me of hot asphalt in 1970 in July. I'm just like, <laughs> stay on target. <laughs> Don't know. That's great. That's no, hey, that's Trap not Dog. How I feel like that's you guys no idea. Have abstract feelings about songs. Yeah. You can't talk about abstract feelings. Let's hmm. get abstract. I just Trap, did. did you submit a song by Chicago and then a song by the Foo Fighters about Chicago on purpose? <laughs> Definitely a theme. No, that was uh, secret theme. I, I went probably theme. more more passion than I probably went. Uh, you know, you guys are all digging down deep into these, you know, <laughs> these recesses trying to find music. These live at the top for me, right? <laughs> so I right. can appreciate that. 
well, this is a song you go all the way back to your nine years old singing them in concerts. So, like Dave had said with that strand of oaks, he had like a year plus with that song. Sometimes a week of marination, maybe maybe not enough, right? I need another thirty years with this song to really appreciate it. Well, maybe. if you don't if you don't like and enjoy that guitar solo, it's going to get more annoying each time you hear it. <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's marination is not going to flip you over to the other no. side of liking uh-huh. that. Yeah. It's going to gotcha. elicit a, a funky, I'm going to bob my head to the first half and second half of this and forget the, the Oreo filling, um, or it's not. You know, It's, it's really going to put you one side or the other. Love it. Hmm. All right, Tribe Dog, thanks for playing, man. You're, you're out of the, the woods here. You got both your submits done. <laughs> Good for you. Now you can really, really donk. Um, let's move to the next song. Commission. Yeah, just one other bit of... Uh tidbit there on that one uh if anybody didn't like it because of the remaster i'll take the blame on that not travis he gave me the name of the song and when i went to look for it on spotify that was the first one that came up on their top five spin so i grabbed that version so i mean that's, that's I, me I did, not travis no i didn't even know if there was a newer one i just i just couldn't help but notice like just because we had such an old song in the last one i don't i don't think there was any downside there but uh no maybe it's time not maybe it's time for the 2020 remaster maybe that'll bring these guys around we'll see Okay, but going into the next song, we got Deep Sea Diver with Lights Out. So we're right back in it with the voting. Got another fork. Why can't I say fork? Okay, well, we're not blowing anybody's socks off, which Arcade has rightfully pointed out is not possible, but we're still not doing it. Um, who who wants to present as the, the no vote? Uh, that was me. Um, Trap dog. Trap dog. I, I, did I miss this one or something? This one <laughs> was a marinator for me. The more I listened to it, the, the less I liked it. Uh, mm. Just a very messy sound, and your clip just hit it for me again. It's like four or five different beats and sounds all trying to be one. It's just a super messy song to me that wasn't memorable. I I know I hit on this stupid thing. It elicited zero emotion for me. Um, That's good guitar solo at about the three minute mark. Was that it? Or is that Mm -hmm. my notes? Two minute mark. Ultimately, at the end of the week, I was like, nah, I just, I can't, I can't get on this. The more I listened to it, the messier it sounded. Yeah. Well, my high level take a song that I f- at first I thought sounded too sameish with the other indie stuff we've been hearing recently, but that got my vote for the winding guitar work duetting against the female vocal. Mm-hmm. I ended up kind of coming around on this song. I thought I was going to vote no, and then I, I dialed in on that uh, that guitar that winds its way around everything in this song, mm-hmm. and I really fell in love. And I hope you got this drop. Maybe, maybe not. We didn't talk about it mm. at the minute thirty mark. Oh yeah, yeah. Th- this is a highlight of the week. Absolutely, I noted that change. Here you go. Thank you, loves. Thank you for noticing what I also noticed. Yeah, it's. I don't know. Let me let me go high high level takes. Who who else has got one here? Who wants to jump in? Yeah, so okay, go. Yeah, that little moment right there, that that's when I wrote down in my notes. This is a band playing their heart out, and that's, yes, that's all I need. Like that, I'm with Travis. This is a messy song, but they pulled it together. Like on paper, 
this song is the worst idea ever. It's like, let the guitarist <laughs> play whatever he wants. Or, I don't know if it's a she huge. wants let them play whatever they want, whenever they want to play it. Mm-hmm. And then we'll see what happens. But somehow <laughs> it just threads in and out in this kind of beautiful way. And then that moment that you just dropped is just, like I said, a band like earning their money. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, that, I'm a sucker for that. And I think it has something to do with like the uh, Adam Clayton style bass, like duh, 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 and then mm-hmm. the, the drums kind of matching. And then her vocals over the top are really great. Uh, from from that point on, every single time I listen to the song, I was like, I, I love this part and I love this song. Yeah. It was a yes. Uh, this was Luke Submit. Yeah. And it sounds like it sounds like this did for me what Queens of the Stone Age could not do for me, right? Like it's just kind of weird enough at times, but then it brings it all back into focus enough for me to just freaking love it. And yeah, I already played uh, that one clip, you know, that Love's called out, which was the the crescendo for me at the moment that I noticed that this was going to be a song that I would love and I would like to submit. Um, shout out to listener Gib, my pops, who pointed me to this album uh just like a week and a half ago i listened to it probably five six seven times that week i almost submitted two songs from this album on this week's playlist i decided not to do that but um had never heard of deep sea diver uh it's deep sea diver is jessica dobson who plays guitar and sings the vocals obviously she has been guitarist for beck the shins the aas her husband is the bass player on this band which is hers and like she's did you know a little a little pardon the pun, deep dive on her and, you know, to find out that she's really big into like producing her own music. And like, you know, she's obviously hung out with some pretty amazing bands and she's been every so often, she's just like, yeah, I can't just toe the line here. I need to go write some of my own stuff and put down some of my own tracks. And, uh, this album, um, is start to finish. Awesome. Like it was hard for me to pick out one song. I would highly recommend the listeners dive in and take it track one through to the end with no shuffle because it really is like a concept album is, is tough, but it is thematic. Like it really works together. This is track two after like a very, a little more of middle of the road track one, which I guess maybe would have been the more obvious submit, but this was the one that really elicited emotion for me and those, those guitars um, just to lay it down. I mean, this is from 155 and this is a hell of a solo. Let it play. Oh, yeah. keep going. It goes so to anyway. a tremolo guitar outro for that. Yes. It, it's so cool. So cool. So, and yeah, I, I just. This chick, dude, yeah. I freaking know this band. Yeah. She's awesome. She, like, yeah. I, 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 uh, I found her on Instagram. And uh, yeah, she's an incredible guitar player. And I, saw, I, I watched some YouTube videos where she was like writing music with. Did you say it's her husband that plays the bass? I believe so, yeah. It, it's hilarious. She's like, I think she's playing the piano and he's eating a bag of uh, like Cheetos and it's crinkling. And she's like trying to, and she like looks at him and she's like, can you please? And he's like, and like he, and she was serious. And he stops like uh, a man who is terrified of her. Like, <laughs> they're a really interesting couple. Right. She's cool. She's cute. She's amazing at the guitar i'm really glad that i i that i've made this connection because i already liked her but i didn't know this was her music i'm glad you made the connection too dave uh yeah these guys are uh, I, I again couldn't recommend this album enough um 
I guess I don't have a ton else to say other than let's make a music video. Uh, here's here's my first uh, salvable. We have unlimited yeah. budget. Uh, we're gonna focus on her dressed up like uh, Yoshimi battling a giant robot, <laughs> but she's gonna be firing off uh, lasers with her yeah. vocal and with the guitar. Right. Yeah. Any yeah. other ideas for uh for the, like, the music video for like this the end of that one of Intergalactic by Beastie Boys, right? Kind of like that, like yes. like under budget but still pretty cool and hip and indie. Yeah, I could dig that completely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Great now, to, let me defend this. I, I could easily see this being a an album that I start take your advice, listen to more of the album, and start to learn their sound. And it could just be I, you know, it didn't it didn't resonate, but their sound might. I could easily see that, and it was really a fencer for me. Ultimately, that the first you know the first minute minute and a half. <laughs> First minute, minute and a half, uh, just too messy for me. That guitar I did like. I liked it a lot. I made note of that. Yeah. I think no, I, I hear you. I think I'm pitching a freaking shutout here with the ultimately's. Travis <laughs> is taking the torch. I'm so happy. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Tough. I'll change Tough. it to in the end. Right. In the end. All right. Uh, let's move to song eight on the list. Back to you, Kamish. Next up, we got Money Rain Down from Big Black Delta. Just can't escape it. It's another fork. Wow. Wow. Why can't I say fork? Crazy. We're just, we just can't thread the needle. We keep ramming, our, you know, the thread right into the uh, the eye of the needle there. there and then stubbing our, our finger, you know, a little bit of One thunderdome, one arrow, everything else has been a fork. Wow. Yeah. So who's the no vote on this one? That's me, dogs. Arcade's out. Um, what do you got? Yeah, this, uh, for me, this was just... An- I, I don't like this kind of feedback myself, but I, I couldn't get around it. I guess this is, you know, me playing the middle of the road game. It, standard fare. I've heard songs like this before. Uh, the vocal performance was okay, but it didn't move me one way or the other. I uh, just, I really all week long tried to find like some foothold on this song. And I, I, I just couldn't climb higher up the mountain. I, I was just like, what, what, like sounds like a this kind of reminded me of like the beginning of like an insurance commercial or, or a travel commercial like the beginning of the song is perfect for that kind of stuff and i don't know like I, the chorus was was kind of cool i guess but it just was really lukewarm for me and and i wanted hey. I wanted to like this song it's is this a, a luke submit yeah but i couldn't luke here's that. my high level take Hit this me. must be heaven yeah. A song that I loved the second I heard it. A song that my family spent all week thinking was my submit. <laughs> An easy of a yes as we will ever have for all loves. Great job, my man. Good to be lined up. So, yeah. so why? Like, tell I me. I thought you'd like this. Opposite, and I, I'm, I'm, uh, like Travis. Like, what did I miss? Like, what, you why? know, I usually hate synth built sounds, and this is a hundred percent. You know, the song made on his laptop, right? Um, yep. But I, I ultimately, I loved the beat. I loved the sound of it. The horns, when they're done well, are great. In in the end, uh, I'm going to just start saying ultimately, just so I can <laughs> ding the crap yeah. out of this thing. Um, super synth, but super catchy. Yeah. And, uh, the change of tempo that hits like 120, 
added in a little layer of additional funk uh, just caught me. I, I liked it. I I ended up playing this song a lot this week. Nice. Yeah, uh, this is a classic Don't Overthink It kind of submit for me. This was a DW find from, from long ago. Funny enough, there was like a little horn something or other in the Dan Deacon song from last week that actually reminded me of this song. And I went and sought it out in like my liked songs from long ago and I submitted it and I was like, yeah, this is the kind of vibe of a song that I, I can get behind that, again, doesn't have to be overthought, but uh, it just sounds great. I mean, the, pr- the production of it all. Yeah, I kind of thought people would get I, potentially I I get, a Talking Heads vibe out of it. You that's know? exactly yeah. right. Yeah, influences, yeah. right? The, the influences mm-hmm. are clearly Talking Heads. I had Peter Gabriel, maybe some Genesis. Spe- yeah. Solo Peter Gabriel for me Yeah, uh, was one of my first albums. And I completely recognize that that might be why I'm voting yes, is that it's just it goes straight into my brain and hits a spot where I, I'm just ready for weird sounds, songs that aren't, you know, just the same old, same old. It's got mm-hmm. weird stuff going on. It's got the whole song is constructed around some weird crescendo synth thing, mm-hmm. and then punctuated by baritone sax hits. It's weird, yeah. yeah. But I love it, and I love the vocal too. Um, again, the second I heard it, I was like, I think I texted you guys on Sunday night. The first time I spun it, I was out walking my dog, and I'm like, that's as uh, as quick of a yes as anybody will ever get from me. <laughs> it literally wasn't even done. I was like through the first verse. I'm like, yep. Yeah. Bing, bing, bing. I would so say if I was anything, super pumped. this song maybe goes on too long. Like, you know, they don't do a whole lot after like the three minute mark, you know, like Trav, you called out the little slow down part that they do around 120. Yeah. And like, it's that and it's what the clip I already played and they do that a few times and they're out. And so, uh, yeah, I, I'm happy to hear that it was just groovy enough to get, to get three votes. Yeah. Love it. Love it. All right. Ultimately Mm. it's a four. (laughs) Let's move on to song number nine. What do we got? All right. Let's take a look at run by Joji. I felt for your magic. I tasted your skin. And let's make it seven. It's another fork. Why can't I say fork? Man, huh. I'm very excited to hear about this one. Uh, anybody getting Cole William vibes from this yes, one? Yes, it's in my yeah. notes. Yeah. Season one listeners will know the daffodils. Here yeah. we are. Uh, hang on. I should go find that song. You guys talk, and I'll I'll pull up some Cole Williams stuff. Well, let's but. start with the negative, Nancy. Who who's no on this one? That was me. Okay. <laughs> I I don't know. I just I couldn't I couldn't buy it. I was shocked to see it had like you know forty two million YouTube views. One hundred five million spins on Spotify for this guy. One hundred five million for the song. I kept you know. And this is a twenty twenty album. Going, I, I just didn't hear it. It never hit me. There was a good little solo that hit about, you know, the two thirty mark. Mm-hmm. His falsetto started putting me off after a while <laughs> and it just got grating uh, to me. Um, to me, where this lives was, I don't know if you guys ever saw the movie Labyrinth back in the day. 
Of course. I was like, this could be David Bowie singing the song in Labyrinth. And I would be like, yeah, okay, I've seen this. <laughs> That's uh, why you missed the babe. You, you had to, it, it, that was the wrong singer to imagine singing this song. Pitts, mm. go back. Now imagine a little black dude from Minneapolis wearing purple singing this song. His name's Prince. <laughs> right. This yeah. is an amazing song when you start to imagine Prince doing this. True. He's smiling down Good from say, somewhere. Man. That This is a Prince Jamoni. Mm-hmm. Uh, Arcade, yeah. what was your high level? So um, I want to submit a new term to the uh, the glossary, which is the the Swedish meatball. This is the this is one of those songs that uh, he might have written it himself, right? But it, it has too much going for it that is uh, impossible not to like. Um, it is a like my high level take is how weird the uh, instrumentation is. Like we have a Metallica picking pattern, mm-hmm. we have a rock solo, we have yeah. these dry seventies drums. And then R and B vocals. Yeah, yeah we have nothing else voice. matters guitar at the beginning. You're exactly yeah, totally. right. <laughs> yeah, that's a great call. Matters. But man, so that's my high level take. Like I, I, I first was just kind of like pulled into this thing by the weird mix, and then the rest of it Swedish meatballed me. I just couldn't not like it. And by the Swedish meatball, I want to make sure I understand the term. It's like scientifically engineered by super producers to just yep. take advantage of every like everything yep. in your brain, right? That's mm-hmm. what you to mean. Make it a meat, yeah, because it is a meatball. But again, meatball meatballs are relative. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this is a Swedish meatball, which is we like. Yeah. You know, historically on TGP. So, um, yeah. If I could walk through what I think are the meatball elements, the beat that drops at forty seconds is fantastic. Like amazing that there's some R and B in here, right? Like we we yeah. get very little R and B on TGP, and that did it. And like you said, with the Metallica guitar solo, and then shifts into the Cole Williams guitar solo later in the song. This solo blows, by the way. Does yeah, it? Well, it's it's halftime Super Bowl. Yeah, you know, yeah. Princess in the rain. This is good. That's- that's no, what I thought. This is feathered hair, codpiece, spinning <laughs> some glass balls in his hands. That's what uh, this is. Tra- Travis, oh. no, Travis, that is that is like if you were to um, be like, hey, write the most common rock solo imaginable. That's it. <laughs> right? Dance, magic, yeah, dance. Maybe that's why it just didn't it didn't have any character to me after exactly. listening to it for a little bit. I was like, I just I just can't I can't get on board. Man. I, I think do you have a do you have a clip of when he sings run by any chance Luke? No, those are the only two clips that I pulled. Yeah, sorry. So, uh, that that sold me on this song is the freaking like the thick um of a lightsaber kind of tone hmm. of of that lyric. Just I was like, cool. If you can make if you can make this dude's voice sound like a lightsaber. If a lightsaber could sing it would sound like that. And that was it for me. I like Huh. It. Well, I just figured I hope Go to it. First one, guys. We're, or we're sorry. I'm going to keep going. <laughs> yeah. the, the lyric, I think, verse two, something about madness shed light on my sins. And if we share in this sadness, he like, well, he like grinds through the sadness. <laughs> and I know we're rhyming sadness and madness. And I was dunking on Keen earlier for the, the oh, simple lyric. <laughs> no, it was it was the grinding in a way like sometimes when like, you know, a Christina Aguilera style, like I'm really going to go for it moment. I get yeah. super turned off yeah. in this case. 
he just avoided dialing it up to 11. He kept it at around like a, a six or a seven. And I respect that. I just yeah. want to say, I respect that. Yeah. Mm. Uh, another, well, let's speaking of lyrics that are dumb. If I take on the planet, would I pay my dues? I don't know. <laughs> I guess. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm really I'll just say I'm really hoping that this was a Berg submit that like he was like he, he saw the threads of Cole Williams in this song and was like I'm gonna I'm gonna get this one through and not gonna get dunked on as hard as the last time so uh but Trav you were gonna say something about the lyrics I think nah, I, 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 I they lost my train of thought don't worry about <laughs> okay. it all right oh, my, my my comment was I, I hope I hope the uh listeners prove me wrong and some passion picks bring it bring it back but yeah i just i couldn't get uh, down there was too much falsetto at some point i was like all right I, i'm done I, yeah i don't feel like this is eliciting passion picks from any of us or from the listeners but i guess we'll see i think it just lived and died by the vibe of that moving into r&b and then if you dug the guitar solo later on i think the song was made or, or break right then so sounds like it, it made it for us it slipped through for for three of us and yeah the falsetto i hear you there trav maybe a little too much uh over time so who we got uh not one of us submitted this so who was it so this one comes in from listener desi whoa oh, nice nice pull Des. yeah so yeah he he had quite a bit to say about this so he, he says i cannot see anyone not liking this song the guitar <laughs> double, sounds double like negative. a sound garden riff with a metallica guitar tone on it when the bass comes in, it sounds like a funky muse tone. There just isn't anything you can't like about it. He's taking the buffet approach. The, mm-hmm. the feel that leads into the chorus is so amazing, and I could listen to it on repeat. Then his voice in falsetto is unique, brings everything together. And to close it out, the song, there's a 46-second long shredding guitar solo that has perfect bends. This song is a masterpiece. Wow. <laughs> I am now proud to say I no longer listen to trash mumble rap and I won't be getting grounded from Spotify again. There we go. <laughs> Holy cow. Hey, I man, have so have many questions. About that last comment. Yeah. Uh, season one, he submitted a uh, Juice World song, and uh-huh. he got ripped apart by the panel. Um, yeah. And so he's changed up his listening habits. And no, uh, if there's one legacy of the TGP, it's hopefully helping Des pick better music. So Yeah. No, no, listen, listen <laughs> you, you, I need to be clear about this. This is a note I had, and I wanted to bring this up. This song is guilty of the unfortunate direction young vocalists have taken R&B. Right. The mumble croon. Mm. Wow. A singing without lifting your lips. Billy right. Bush is the king and queen of this. Yeah. No, so there he is hasn't that. hasn't changed. He's just moved on to a different genre. Well, it, it, no no guilt of his own. He probably The entire generation is singing yeah. like this, so he yeah. can't Sorry, do anything about it. Does. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, if he's it, listening it, to contemporary music this is about as good as he's going to do, right? This is maybe as far from mumble rap as somebody who's wrote this song in 2020 is going to get loves. Do you yeah. feel, do you feel vindicated as a proud Papa or I do? Where, where I do. It's, I, you know, this was a, a song I resisted for not being in, in a genre that I really like. Yeah. I, I don't love a lot of R and B. And so for me to get over and, and get the yes, uh, I, I got to give Des props for threading the needle with his old man. So props Agreed. to that. Yeah. Agreed. All right. Let's wrap it up. What's our last song of the week? Final song this week. It's Black Grease from the Black Angels. And 
And we'll wrap things up with another split decision. It's the Cosmic Shame versus a guest team up. Mm, Cosmic Shame versus... Uh, tell us, Tina. This is Thunderdome. Okay. Uh, well, the uh, Cosmic Shame is in the positive, so... Negative Arcade. Nancy's go first. Yeah. Arcade, Trav, who's up? Hey, Travis, why don't you go for it? Ultimately, the harsh reverb, the, yeah, thanks, man. Um, mm-hmm. The harsh reverb, the constant, no change, no no personality to it. It's like eating a bowl of oatmeal with no flavor in it to me. <laughs> and it was start to finish. It just it felt plain. It felt, I don't know, it, it didn't have any life or, or, uh, or uh, change to it at no, all. No variety. Like, this, no yeah, variety. This is a long the way same from, sound from Foo Fighters. From start to finish. Yeah, it, it really was. I didn't dig the, the, the harsh reverb from start to finish. Uh, you know, I could love the first 30 seconds of it if they changed it into a different sound. But then that goes on for, you know, the entire four and a half minutes. It, it, it was really hard to listen to. Yes, hmm. I, I'm 100% with you, dude. I'm going to tell you like uh, what sucks about this song and then what's redeeming. Um, we have this cool, big, dumb guitar, but this song is, and dumb in kind of a good way, but it's one hue, one dimension. There are better builders. There are better heavy driving songs with much stronger vocalists carrying those songs. Uh, this song, uh, I, I didn't write uh, a lot, or I didn't write any um, what I gave the song this week because i didn't have time but i gave this song a bullet this song blue sky um <laughs> because it rips that song off big time uh it, it rips off fever dog from Stillwater and oh. bullet blue sky what about I didn't, I, what about this one did you hear this one in the arcade no but there we go yeah and i think that's my problem with it is is that it it stole a lot of songs but then it doesn't go anywhere like travis said but the redeeming thing about this song is uh where it lives this is a montage in a movie in a movie about a dude like running uh, uh, like a drug ring and this is the montage of him doing shipments payments <laughs> nightlife with too many women yes and killing the competition yeah and then there's always that like nod to the fbi agents looking at one of those boards with a bunch of pictures and red thread going everywhere this song is perfect for that what yeah, about what about this? A, a, a scene where we're in a helicopter, we're taking fire from ground forces, and the gas tank gets punctured by a bullet. <laughs> this is the song. It's right. playing over the top of that. Yeah, you just got fired from the writers' room. <laughs> if this, if that clip of that helicopter getting shot was thirty seconds, I'd totally buy it. There right. you go. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right, Ryan. And with Travis, yeah, it would fit there. Um, it's it's a good montage song but like talk about something that just builds and builds and builds and they're like yeah and then what happened and they're like no that's it yeah <laughs> i i will say that was going to be my one negative is it, it you've heard most of the song after a minute you know but it just so happens in this case that the tone and the riff were just too matchy they like they just matched up perfectly you know they just fit 
perfectly in that pocket with with the bass and drums. I thought the vocals matched up real nicely. Um, to quote Berg, you know, this is one of the songs where I started listening, and I just hope they didn't screw it up. And they didn't screw it up. I agree. If you know, if we're gonna be a little negative on it, it didn't ever take it to some brand new plateau or some, you know, highest of highs. Uh, but I thought what it did uh, and the vibe that it gave off uh, was definitely enough for a yes for me. Loves, it yeah. sounds like this is your submit. Yeah, my submit, it's not a builder. It's just a, a constant yeah. mood setter based mm-hmm. on a fuzzed out, grab you by the scruff of your neck guitar that announces its intentions to kill, kill, kill your no votes. I've, um, got, I've got that drop for you. Here you go. Please do. Yeah. Yeah. Good time. Listen, I don't, don't want to be the guy that's like, you know, pushing a song about killing, but the <laughs> if you're looking for a release in this song, that's as good as it's going to get. This is the song of being, yeah, this is like a Oliver Stone movie, like a, a Vietnam something, you know, you you're go. in the jungle. Spirit in the Sky. Thing. Yeah. Spirit in the Sky. Exactly. This is a, a retro trying to sound like that kind of song. And the best release you're going to get is the kill, 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 live, 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 live. Mm-hmm. That's all you're getting. It yeah. really is just a question of, do you want to inhabit this space for four minutes? Mm-hmm. And I like it. It Me comes too. on and I want to turn it up. I want to yeah. hear, I want to hear full blast in my cans. And when I sing along with the kill, 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 that's enough of a release for me. <laughs> so I got this one imprinted on my soul. These guys came to my attention because their songs were featured, I think, in commercials. And I think another one of their songs, I know one of their other songs was featured on True Detective, mm-hmm. uh, which was way too much of a Led Zeppelin rip. Glad I didn't submit that one. It's clearly a rip off of uh, Cashmere. And uh, that's, I, I like to revisit these guys like once every, I like to hear one of their songs maybe every couple months, get them in a playlist or something like that. But, um, be interested to find out how the voters go on this one i bet it would be 30 percent yes maybe maybe rising to 50 percent. not expecting this one to rise up into the fork would be my prediction right you gotta appreciate the uh consistency right black grease by the black angels probably off of the album black thunder you know something (laughs) in there every out everything is has the black something in it i would like it if they if they were just like look this is our thing we like black all right deal with it (laughs) love it (laughs) all right probably not a lot more to say about that one so why don't we get a recap of the week commish what do we got so unfortunately we got no guilds this week but we came in with a solid seven forks wow Wow. so assuming the listeners hit the the 10 minimum votes this week it'll be interesting to see what they do with that yeah interesting right down the middle man i don't think we've ever had seven forks that's wild yeah anything else commish uh, no, nothing else since we didn't have anything to update from adjudication corner. Okay, cool. All right. Well then it's over to the community. Um, I'd like to offer for you guys to not vote. Uh, and we'll just keep <laughs> seven forks. That's an option. That's right. <laughs> you guys do vote and you submit your passion picks. Maybe things move up. Maybe they move down. We'll find out. Uh, go to vote.thegildedplaylist.com to cast those votes. Trav dog, have, uh, have Brady and, and the crew yeah. over there casting them on. And your dad, if he wants to, man, he sounds like he's got some stories to tell. Yeah, got exactly. Some stories. Yeah. All right. So let's start talking about, uh, we're going to put this one, the panel's putting this one to bed. 
and the panel will start looking forward to next week. I believe our guest host will be guest panel member will be Mark. Is that correct, Arcade? Mm-hmm. Mark Wilkes. Yep. That's right. Fantastic. Looking forward to that. So let's get a sense for what the playlist. Uh, well, bef- sorry. If you're voting on what we just did, you're looking for a playlist in Spotify called the Gilded Playlist, The Open Ballot. That's what you're searching for. That will be mm-hmm. all the songs we just reviewed. Let's now talk about what's moving into the Gilded Playlist dash The Marinator for the, the coming Marinator. week. What do we got? All right. Here's your week eight playlist, starting off with The Voyager. By the time I got you Next up is Asimov. Follow that with Intuition. Then we've got Fit But You Know It. Excuse me, girl. I know it's a bit embarrassing, but I just noticed some timelines on your shirt. See, I reckon you're about an eight or a nine. Neat. Next up, Truth. After that, use me. Meet. Oh. Slabs of meat. Feel as they're appointed duty. After that, we got Bonzo goes to Bitburg. Next is Corey Wong. After that, no reptiles. And wrap up the playlist with Holy Ghost. Ready. Ready for some animation. I love the playlist before I actually have to listen to it. Just the yeah, 10 right? subs are the best. I'm ready to vote yes on everything. Me too. <laughs> Agreed. Kill the TikTok. All right. The panel, the cone of silence is descending. No song talk once again. Shunk. Thanks for uh, thanks for coming out, Trav. We appreciate it. Love you, man. Yeah, All right. Community, over to you. Get your votes in. The rest of us begin the process. Marinate. 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 
Clear.